Welcome to the Victory Prayer Circle with We Who Dwell. I'm your host, Natasha T. Brown. Before you jump into this prayer meeting, let me just give you a heads up. So this is our first prayer meeting in our new era. Basically, the Lord has had us change our watch hour. We have been praying, meeting on Thursday nights at eight o'clock for about five years, almost five years. And recently he said, nope, let's meet in the morning. So now we meet at 7 a.m. Eastern time. And so this was our first prayer meeting, October 22nd, 2020 at 7 a.m. in the morning. So come on in and pray with us. Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, Lord, for this day that you have made. God, we commit to rejoice and be glad in it. God, I thank you for waking us up another morning. Lord, I thank you for calling us, for getting us out of our beds, oh God, and, and petitioning us, like just welcoming us, inviting us into your presence, oh God. And so, Father, right now, I decrease, oh God, and I pray that everyone here would hear you speaking, would hear you praying. And Lord, I pray, God, that you would also have your way in this prayer meeting, oh God. Have your way, Lord, and fill us with your spirit, God. If there's anyone here, Lord, who is in need of you, God, who is in need of your your mercy or in need of an answer from you, in need of healing, God, I ask God in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would deliver healing, oh God. Deliver your healing, oh God. And God, I just want to pause because you know what? Your word says, enter into my presence with thanksgiving and um, the gates with praise. And so God, we want to pause right there for the cause because you just corrected me, Holy Spirit. We want to thank you, God. We want to, we, we thanked you already, but we want to spend more time thanking God. Hallelujah. God, we want to thank you for this day. God, we want to thank you for our health. God, we want to thank you for this community. Lord, we want to thank you for everything that you are doing in the earth. God, we want to thank you that the enemy cannot, will not, and has not prevailed. God, we want to thank you for giving us the victory the victory, Lord. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Take over in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I want to share a couple of, uh, we're going to go through the, uh, some scriptures today. We're going to pray the scriptures. Um, that is uh, one of the most powerful things that we can do. Um, but there are some things that we need to do before we, we do that. Um, so good morning again, everyone. Welcome to the Victory Prayer Circle with We Who Dwell. My name is Natasha T. Brown. If you're on Instagram or even Facebook, go ahead and share this broadcast because someone needs to be encouraged, okay? Someone needs to know that it is going to be all right, that God has everything in control. That reminds me of a song when I was a kid and go, went to Bible study uh, or, or vacation Bible school. I remember the song, He Has the Whole world in his hands 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 so we need to remember that that God has the whole world in his hands not just the United States not just Kenya not just Nigeria no matter what's happening he still has the whole world in his hands and I can guarantee you that um, everything that's happening in this world is going to produce a result for the kingdom because Romans 8 28 says 
that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. So second Chronicles guys, seven 14. I know you probably heard this so many times over these last six months or set eight, eight months that we've been in a pandemic. But I literally just want to, I want to go back to it. I want to, we need to remind ourselves of this verse and we're going to start our prayer this morning from there. Okay. So second Chronicles 7, 14, it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Verse 15, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. Hallelujah. So God is letting us know that it's, it's, it's his people, those who consider who he considers to be uh, uh, his people, like his children, those of us who have received the Lord Jesus Christ. If we humble ourselves, humble ourselves and pray and seek our faith and seek his faith and turn from our wicked ways. So that is a call to repentance. So we've been repenting, you know, many, many ministries have been leading their, their congregations into repentance and we need to continue to be in a posture of repentance. So that's what we're going to do first. We already thank the Lord. We welcome the Holy Spirit in. We ask him to have his way, but right now we're going to repent. Hallelujah. And then we're going to begin to go through some of the things that the Lord wanted to share this morning. And we're going to pray over some of the prayer requests and needs that you all have shared over this week and that I've seen. And we're going to also pray for the nations. We're praying for Nigeria. We're praying for America. We're praying for uh, any nation. If you have a nation that you want to pray for it and just put it in the comments and we'll pray for those nations. Hallelujah. So, and I know Minister Chanel was here in Instagram and she shared um, a really interesting post that I didn't have time to share this morning um, or download this morning, but it was about some of the things that are happening all over the continent of Africa. And so Minister Chanel, if you even have um, some of that where you can share it and you can type it, um, just let me know and um, or just send it over or post it. And um, we can also pray over those things as well. So let's go to the Lord in repentance, okay? And I want you to pray however God leads you because I'm gonna pray just an overall prayer of repentance, but you know specifically, and I, I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to each person specifically about what they need to repent for. And so some of the things that we need to be repenting for is our personal sins, our personal rebellion, right? Our personal lack of faith. When we've fallen out of faith and we've 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 been in doubt you know the word says that no one can please god without faith and so um you know we need to have faith that makes jesus like stop like he did with some of the people he encountered in um the gospels so we need to repent for not having faith right and so maybe you need to repent from unforgiveness or anything ask the holy spirit so holy spirit i ask that you would speak to each of us lord give us each a uh, uh, um what you want us to, to repent for. Give us each, put it on our hearts, oh Lord. Those things that we've done, those things that we've done that have offended you, 
where we've not welcomed you in, anything that is unlike God in our lives, God. We want to be pure. We want to be holy. We want to be righteous before the Lord. So we need you, Holy Spirit, to help us lead us to truth in our time of repentance. All right. So let's get ready to repent. Repent for whatever God brings to your mind, whatever he brings. And I'm asking also the Lord to just um, go into our hard hearts and make them hearts of flesh. So soften our hearts. Hallelujah. So Father, in the name of Jesus, God, whew, we come to you, God, according to your word, Lord. We come to you humbly, Lord. We humble ourselves right now. We, we admit, God, that we haven't been perfect. We admit, God, that we haven't been completely obedient, that we haven't been completely in your will, Lord. And so, Father, right now we repent for all of our sins, God, knowingly and unknowingly those things that we've done, God. We repent, oh God, for everything that we've done that we that have offended you when we didn't welcome you in, when we were rebellious, God, when we have fallen out of faith, when we have um, talked bad about our brothers or sisters, God, when we have betrayed another, Lord, we repent of that, oh God. I ask God that you would forgive us, oh God, that you would come into our hearts, oh God. And even now, Lord, begin to speak to us, oh Lord, all over the world. Let us know, God, what it is that you want us to repent for, what it is that offended you, what made you upset, God, what is what is blocking us from having a deeper relationship and communion with the Lord, because we know that sin separates us from God. And so we don't want to be separated. We want to be close. We want to have communion with the Lord at all times, oh God. So I ask that you would reveal it to us, Lord. Father, we um, also repent right now um, for our nations, oh God. We repent, oh God, for everything that the nations have done, oh God. Those of us who are in the United States, we repent for generational sins and, and national sins from leaders, God. We repent for those things that the leaders have done that have uh, uh, had not been in your will, God. Bloodshed shed on this nation. Slavery, Father, we repent for that, for our forefathers, what they done, oh God, what our ancestors did, oh God. We we repent, oh Lord, for injustice, God. We repent for turning our eye, our um, our our eye uh, to away from justice, oh God, and being silent when you wanted us to speak, God. We repent, oh God, for operating in fear when you called us to be bold, Lord. We repent in the name of Jesus, God. We repent on behalf of the nations, oh God. We repent on behalf of believers everywhere, oh God. We repent, oh Lord, on behalf of your people, on behalf of our brothers and sisters, God, who have gone astray, Lord. We repent for the corruption. God, we repent, oh God, for anything, Lord, that has offended you, God. And Lord, at this time, we're also going to repent for even our families and our bloodlines, our generational lines, God. So we're going to just um, repent right now for our mother's bloodline, our mother's bloodline. So if you know any sins that might have been uh, repeated in your mother's bloodline, let's repent and go to the Lord um, in repentance for our mother's bloodline, our ancestors on our mother's side of the family. So hallelujah, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God. We continue, God, to just repent, Father. We just uh, 
ask that you would hear us, oh God, that you would hear us, God. We ask that you would forgive the sins of our ancestors, forgive us in our uh, family living, God, for the sins of our ancestors in our mother's bloodline, Lord, all the way back to Adam. If you know any sins, that particular sins, just call them out and repent for them. If anything runs in, in your family, God, we repent of lying. We repent of dishonesty in our mother's bloodline. We repent, oh God, from any murder or murderous spirit. We repent, oh Lord, from any abuse, any uh, sweeping things under the rug, God, in the name of Jesus, Father. We repent, oh Lord, for any generational sins, oh God, whether it was adultery and fornication or molestation, sexual assault, domestic violence, God. We repent of sacrifice, blood sacrifices, oh God, whether it was animals or, or people, God. We repent of any witchcraft in our, um, our bloodline, oh God, our mother's bloodline, any witchcraft oh God, or any uh, voodoo or worshiping of stars or astrology, God. We even repent, oh God, from for the practices that people are doing now, oh God, things like yoga that God, that really do um, pay worship to the, the Hindu gods and, and those ancient gods, Lord. We repent, oh God, for giving worship to any other gods. And, and if that has run in our bloodline, God, we repent on behalf of our ancestors. God, we ask that you will wipe our slates clean, oh God, and that you won't hold the sins of our ancestors against us, oh God. We pray, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, that you would clear the slate, oh God. Cleanse us and purify us. Purify our bloodlines in Jesus' name. And God, we come to you also bringing our Father's bloodlines to you, oh God. Our ancestors on our Father's side, we repent of every sin, every iniquity, every lie, every generational curse, every form of every demonic spirit, every form of abuse. God, we repent of all witchcraft, all um, oaths that have been taken in our Father's blood line to any demonic systems or organizations. God, we repent of even pledging uh, our allegiance to uh, worldly systems, God, where we should have been pledging our allegiance to you, Father. God, I even repent right now. It's coming to my mind. I repent of pledging the allegiance to a flag, God. I, I pledge my allegiance to you, Lord. Lord, we repent, oh God, of every single time we've put in our bloodline, our ancestors have put something else or someone else or an organization before you, God. We repent of the sin of idolatry. It's one that you hate. You absolutely detest idolatry, God. So we repent of idolatry, whether it's in our lives or in the lives of our bloodlines, our mother or our father's bloodline, God. And we ask that you would remove those sins from our record. Remove them, oh God. Let them not hold, uh, be held against us, oh God. And if the enemy has any sins, God, that he is taking in the courts of heaven to um, hold us back, oh God, and keep us bound, God, I ask that you would bring it to our attention right now, God, so that we we may repent even of that, oh God, and we will not have any unrepentant sins in our lives, God. We know, God, that your word says that if you confess your sins, you if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So we confess every sin. We confess that we're not perfect people. We confess that we've made mistakes. We confess, oh God, and we thank you, God, for cleansing us, oh God, for purifying us, oh God. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, oh God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I think that calls for a rejoicing. So I just want to praise God for a moment. We just want to thank you, Jesus, for, for giving us the ability to come to you in repentance. We thank you, Lord, for what you did on the cross that allowed us to have victory over sin, victory over Satan, victory over hell, death, the
the grave and even curses. So we bind every curse in Jesus name that has been spoken against us, against our families, against our destiny, against our nations and our communities. We bind every curse in Jesus name. We plead the blood of Jesus over our families, over our nations, over our communities, and we loose the will of God over our lives. We loose the promises of God over our lives. We loose the peace of God over our lives. We loose the joy of God, the happiness of God, the freedom of God. The word says whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So we declare that we are free from sin. We are free from bondage. We are free from iniquities. We are free from curses. In Jesus' name, we plead the mighty blood of Jesus over us and over our families right now. We come against every form of attack that the enemy would try to wage against us right now. In Jesus' name, we come against all accidents, all car accidents, plane accidents, train accidents, all freak accidents, all falls. In Jesus' name, we plead the blood of Jesus over our elderly loved ones. We plead the blood of Jesus over those who are in nursing homes. And we decree and declare that they have many more days ahead of them. We plead the blood of Jesus and we cover ourselves with the blood. And God, we ask that you would dispatch angels to be with us and to surround us, to surround our families, oh God, to surround our um, associates, God. I ask that you would surround our businesses and those people who are related to our businesses, whether they're associates or clients, God, or partners, God. Surround them, Father God, Lord, with your angelic assistance, according to your word in Psalm 91, God. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. It is so. Listen, we who dwell, we're going to continue praying. We're not done, but I, I just feel the need to say we who dwell, we are a faith community. So this Victory Prayer Circle, it's um, our intercessory prayer meeting with the We Who Dwell. And We Who Dwell, we are a faith community that seeks, our mission is to empower disciples of Christ to dwell in the presence of God through the word, through worship, and through prayer. So we pray a lot. I am a worshiper, and I want to encourage you to worship. The future belongs to the worshipers. The promises of God belong to the worshipers. It's been told to me so many times, like even when I was going through hard things, you know, Natasha, just worship through it. We can see it in the Bible that worship is warfare. Worship is warfare. So I want us to be in a posture of worship. Hallelujah. So there is, um, I, we're going to go to the book of first Corinthians now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to go through the book of first um, Corinthians and um, we're going to be praying the scriptures. And I'm going to share some things that the Lord shared with me concerning this passage of scripture, first Corinthians chapter one. And um, I want to remind you of Job 22, 28. It says we will decree a thing and it will be established for us. So we're going to be decreeing the word of God and knowing that it is established for us. Another thing we need to know is that the Lord says, when you pray, believe that you have received. Okay. And so we don't believe after we pray while we're praying, we're believing what we're praying for is already done. It's already done. The Lord hears our prayers. I want to share one of my favorite scriptures with you before I um, go into before we go into first Corinthians. So get your Bibles out, guys. Make sure you have your Bibles. Um, this is a Bible-based prayer call. We worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we don't believe in multiple gods. Um, we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, 
Okay, so I want to read you um, a few things. We've been binding things this morning and we've been loosing things. So when we bind things, we did also need to loose the will of God. All right. And so that scripture is Matthew 8, um, 8, 18. 1818. Okay. And it says, assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So that's Matthew 1818. For those of you on Instagram, if the broadcast is cutting up, um, I see it's having some connection issues. You can hop over to Facebook, uh, go search We Who Dwell or go to my pages on Facebook, Communicator for Christ page on Facebook, and you can watch this there because um, I see it's having some trouble. All right. So that is um, our, our our key. Like God has given us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. OK. And he says, whatever we bind on heaven, whatever we bind in heaven. What does this say? Somebody help me out. I have given you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be loosed in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. But then this one says, this follows it up and it says, surely I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Okay, so that's it. <laughs> it's in two different, it's in some, it's in more than one place, guys. Be with me. All right. The next one is, um, the next verse I wanted to share with you was Ma uh, Matthew 18, 19 and 20. This is a key, a key. Somebody put a key, a prayer key, a prayer key. Uh, my apostle, Apostle Mike Freeman and Dr. Dee Dee Freeman, uh, they taught this to me. And I, I when I learned this, y'all, it was like, OK, I'm taking this. this is like one of the keys to prayer. It says, again, I tell you, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. Okay, so all you need is two, the power of agreement. So that is why you all you see so much contention. Like that's one of the reasons why the enemy attacks families, he attacks um, marriages, he hates marriages, right? If he can disrupt the power of agreement, if he can disrupt that agreement and get the two who are supposed to agree concerning anything so that it will be done for them, if he can disrupt that agreement, he knows that he has broken um, this this uh, principle. He has allowed the principle to be broken. Okay, so that's one thing. And then it continues for where two or three, for where two or three are gathered, in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So I think there's way more than two or three here. So we just want to thank the Lord for being in our midst. Praise God. God is in our midst. All right. He is here with us. He is with us. So we want to thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your presence, God. We just love the Lord. Okay. All right. So we're going to 1 Corinthians now. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm going to read it, um, read some of it to you, and also just uh, talk about some things that the Lord um, kind of shared with me. All right, so let's just read. It says, um, we're going to start at verse two, okay? It says, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified, okay, set apart, you're, you're sanctified, that means you're set apart, you're holy, um, you're set apart for God's use, okay? Sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints with all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both, both to theirs and ours. And then he greets them. And then verse four says, I thank my God always concerning you. 
wait, wait. I think I'm supposed to be skipping. Hold on, sorry. We're gonna skip down. Okay, hold on. Okay, we're gonna skip, sorry. We're gonna go to 1 Corinthians 1, chapter one, verse 10. Okay, verse 10. Yes, I see Shani is thanking God for being here. Absolutely. And Leslie and I think that's Alice, right? A key. Absolutely. It's a key. All right. So we're going to go to verse 10. First Corinthians chapter one, verse 10. It says, now I plead with you, brethren. Now, let me first just introduce this part. Okay. So the problem with this church, um, you know, Paul started the Corinthian church. And then when he left to go start other churches, the Corinthian church began to have issues. They be, other people began to teach doctrine that wasn't, you know, the doctrine of Jesus, right? Had, um, biblical. Um, other leaders started to raise up. And then there was what's called secret, secra, Secretarianism is basically division, like people saying, oh, I follow this leader. Oh, I follow this leader. And so then there were also some false teachers and false prophets who also arose. So there was some conflict. And this was a very gifted church. They were a very charismatic church. So they were very gifted, but they also had, you know, some of these internal issues. OK, so. Um, oh, gosh. OK. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so it says. Now, I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. Somebody say the same thing. Speak the same thing. And that that and that there will be no divisions among you, but that you will be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. OK, somebody say same, same unity, unity, unity. Now he's talking to the church, okay? He's talking to the church. And as I started to read this verse, the Lord really started to highlight America to me. And he really started to highlight how um, the Amer the Christians, how, how the body of Christ um, oftentimes have been right now, the body of Christ, we have been separated um, because of uh, politics. And so he really began to highlight it for me. So let's continue. Verse 11, it says, for it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. Now I say this. Now, when it says Chloe's household, let's just get something straight. I believe that this in some verses, some translations, it says Chloe's house church. So uh, Chloe, for some of you who don't believe that women can be ministers, <laughs> Chloe, um, some uh, scholars believe that this was a house church. So when it says household, anyway, that's neither here nor there. So it says that there are contentions among you. Now, I say this, that each of you says, I am of Paul, or I am of Apollos, or I am of Cephas, or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius. Lest anyone should say I had baptized in my own name. So let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. The Lord was highlighting to me how so many people, Christians, people in the body of Christ, they're like, oh, I'm a Trump supporter. Oh, I'm a, I'm a Biden supporter. And I don't think it's wrong to support and to show, you know, who we who we support. But when it causes contention, when it causes anger, when it causes divisions in the body of Christ, 
That is not the will of God. So God was really pointing out to me that it was so many divisions because people are pledging their allegiance to political parties or pledging their allegiance to leaders, right? Even with denominationalism, it's like, you know, I'm Baptist, I'm this, I'm that. But at the end of the day, we serve one God. We serve one Christ. And Tony, um, Dr. Tony Evans, he has a, a YouTube series on kingdom voting. And he talks about how we need to make sure we are kingdom independent. So that means that, yes, we need to vote. Yes, we need to discern who the Lord wants to be in office. Yes, we can voice our opinions, but we need to be kingdom independent. And so that means like, are we really supposed to be pledging allegiance to a certain party? Because here's what's happened. I believe that in the, the last four years ago, when the Lord spoke to many Christians uh, and said, vote for Trump, okay, or vote for the other person who was running, um, was it Hillary? Uh, vote for this person, vote for that person. We oftentimes maintain our allegiance to that person instead of maintaining our allegiance to God and to the will of God. And so even when certain leaders have done wrong, have 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 not been led by justice, you know, oh, there's a scripture that I really need to share with you. Even when certain leaders have clearly done things that were against the will of God, many people have stuck with those leaders because they have pledged their allegiance to a political party. They pledged their allegiance to a person, a figure, a public figure. They pledged their allegiance to a system versus God. And that is not the will of God. God calls us to be aligned with him, aligned with him. Okay. And so um, Isaiah 117, it says, learn to do good, seek justice, rebuke the oppress, oppressor, defend the fatherless, plead for the widow. If there's a leader who is not doing good, seeking justice, rebuking the oppressor, if they're oppressing, a leader that's oppressing, de not defending the fatherless, the orphans, right? Pleading, not pleading for the widows, not serving the Lord. You know, even in, um, I want to say it's Isaiah 61, and then it's repeated in Luke chapter four, when um, Jesus came and he uh, started his ministry, or I should just say Jesus, when he started his ministry, because Jesus is the word of God. And we know the word of God has always been here, right? So Jesus, when he started his ministry, he said, he quoted Isaiah 61, 1. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. Okay, preach the gospel. That's the good news. Gospel means good news that Jesus has come and that there's salvation. Okay, preach the gospel to the poor. Okay, poor could be poor in finances, poor in spirit, poor emotionally, those who are lacking, who are lacking the gospel. Okay, so to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. That word heal, hello, healthcare, hello, universal healthcare, hello, hello, heal. Okay, he has uh, sent me to heal the, the, um, the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty. Liberty is freedom, okay? To proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery. So get back, 
sight to the blind. So give people who cannot see, recover their sight. All right. It says to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the acceptable. So this is the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus came for those reasons. And so when we talk about being kingdom independent, that means that no political party can make us go against the will of God. No person should be able to uh, uh, allow us or even convince us to, to, to forget the ministry of Jesus, which is justice. OK, many people are so hell bent on God's righteousness and they're forgetting his justice. Other people are are so convinced of God's justice and forgetting his righteousness. And God is just and God is righteous. He cares for all people. He doesn't just only care about two issues. He doesn't only just care about abortion. And um, what's the other big issue that. And, and gay and LGBT. He doesn't just care about whether people have identity crisis and, and they're they're gay or, or, or transgender and or if they're having abortion. All sin is sin in God's eyes. Okay, let's be clear. He cares about every issue. So for anybody or any political party or even any Christian to sit there and make a vote or even God put the label of God on a party just because of two issues, that is not the will of God. God cares about all people. He is a universal God. All right, let's go back to um, 1 Corinthians. So 1 Corinthians, um, let me see what my notes say. So, okay, now let's skip down to verse 18. It says, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And I really wish I could had time to break down that verse um, 18, being saved, but I feel like everyone should just study it. Okay. Um, study that. For it is written, verse 19, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through his wisdom did not know God. It is it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. So this message that we preach it's foolishness to some people who don't believe, right? And so it says that it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. So you're saved because of belief, okay? Many people are going to say this sounds stupid. Like worldly wisdom is not godly wisdom, okay? And then it says, for the Jews request a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness because the Greeks were so philo philosophical. Okay. And then it says, but to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So I just want to pause for a moment because we live in this world where people have exalted new age practices. All things lead to God. God is this. God is flowers. God is in these crystals. People can be healed by these crystals. This is God. This is God. That is not God. Let's just be clear. That is foolishness. Okay. And so many people who have, they, 
so many people have out wisdom themselves of God, of the will of God. Like we're so smart in, in our day and age that we that we're too smart for God, we're too smart for faith. You're we're like sometimes the philosophy, the intelligence, it hardens our hearts, it makes us prideful. And pride is the beginning, the the, the prelude to a fall. And so many people who claim to be wise and woke and they're really just prideful and they have the doctrine of demons. Okay. And so this, the wisdom, wisdom comes from God. Let's go to Proverbs. Let's go to the book of Proverbs. I should have. Yeah, that's back there. Proverbs, Proverbs, hallelujah. So if you know anyone who could use this message, go ahead and share. Go ahead and share. So it says, um, verse two, Proverbs one, verse two, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom. Um, let's go back. The fear of the Lord, verse seven, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. We are supposed to be instruct instructed by God instructed by God. So if you've fallen into anything, if you are experiencing a lot of demonic attacks, if you're experiencing a lot of demonic attacks, a lot of um, just warfare over and over, even after you pray, even after you get other people to pray with you, people, the pray, the Bible is very clear that it says the prayers of the righteous availeth much. If there is a lot of demonic attack that seems to be like Unwarranted. Sometimes it's for us to be able to build, like go through, right? And God gives us glory after persecution, after we are faithful through persecution. And if, but if you're just experiencing random, you know, a lot of random demonic attacks or your family or any of those things that you can't quite put your finger on it, I just want you to pray to the Lord and ask. Let's just pray, God. We're going to pray, pray about it now. This is the victory prayer circle. So we need victory in every area of our lives. So, Lord, in, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, I ask that you would reveal any open doors. God, any open doors that we have opened to sin, any open doors, excuse me, that we have opened to the kingdom of darkness because of sin. Please reveal any open doors, oh God, that we have welcomed the enemy in unknowingly. Open doors can be things like astrology, uh, palm reading, psychic reading, God. Any open doors, God, that are in our lives, worshiping multiple gods. Lord, please reveal it to us, believing in uh, doctrines of demons like the secret. God, please reveal any open doors to us, oh God. Anything that we have opened in our lives, Oh God, fornication, oh God, anything that we've opened, oh God, adultery, lying, being a chronic, chronic liar. And let's just be clear, um, you know, many people shun people who are gay or do this or do that, but God doesn't like a liar either. So God, if, if any of us are chronic liars or if we're, we're being uh, dishonest, not being truthful, if, if we have any unforgiveness, unforgiveness leads to uh, oppression. So God, any of those things, I pray that you will reveal those open doors that have caused demonic oppression in our lives in Jesus name. So back to first Corinthians chapter one, the Lord really wanted me to point out divisions in the church. So not being um, divisive, not allowing the body of Christ, just speaking about the, the divisiveness in the body of Christ, being on one accord. We really, really need to be praying the kingdom of God, Lord, your will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, so he wanted to really speak about that. Also, political devotion versus being kingdom independent, kingdom independent. So let let you the word says that every every man is a lie. Let God be proven true. Something like that. God be true. <laughs> let God be true. Every man is a liar. I can't remember the exact scripture, but if you know that, go ahead and post it. Okay. So he wanted that to be pointed out. And also just not to be ashamed of the gospel. <clears throat> and um, yeah the gospel. So not to be ashamed of the gospel. This doesn't sound like the gospel isn't popular. And I know for me, I told you all in the beginning, we've been doing these prayer calls on Thursdays. Normally they were Thursday nights on Thursday nights at eight. And they've always been in small communities, whoever have adopted in, unless we were doing a public Bible study. And then I would broadcast, like put it on my public page, but I would just invite people in and say, you know, come, you know, come to this group, you know, join here. Right. But you know what? I think I was just not bold enough. Not I, I was a little like maybe afraid of rejection or like, you know, offending people. Right. But I don't care anymore. God is true. We and here's the other thing that the Lord really wanted me to point out is that we really do have such an amazing prize in God. Like we have to remember that Jesus Christ is literally the blessing, the best blessing. We pray for houses. We pray for cars. We pray for families and marriage and, and all of these things. But the true blessing is in Christ, is in knowing Christ, is in having a savior, having cover, being covered by God, being able to pray, having this book, the word of God, knowing that is true, knowing without a doubt that it is the power to save those who are lost. And so God really, really wanted us to be mindful, be reminded of what privilege it is to know him, what privilege it is to have Jesus. What privilege it is to be called by God, to be anointed by God, to be appointed, to be assigned, to be on purpose for God. What a privilege. And so we are not to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let me just go to Romans so I can quote the great apostle Paul. Romans chapter one, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes for the Jew first and also for the Greek for it is for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith so the gospel of Christ is the only power for salvation, the only power to save, the only power. So people are seeking, they're going on spiritual journeys after trauma. The Lord really revealed this to me because um, I've been interceding for so many people that I love. But after trauma, after broken marriages or heartaches or betrayal, many people, they, they let go of God. And they say, where was God in this? There, there can't be a God to allow this to happen. It can't be a God for my, because my, God wouldn't have allowed my marriage to, to, to work, like to break up. Maybe I've been serving the wrong God, the God that maybe there really is a Jesus, right? So people, believers, okay, believers 
begin to seek answers and to seek truth. And that is what's leading many people into the occult, into new age, into a spiritual awakening that is found in practices, a practice by Eastern religions that worship hundreds of gods. So you are welcoming in, those people are welcoming in all of these different spirits that are literally consuming them, confusing them, making them think that they are enlightened. Let's keep going. Romans, let's go to Romans. Keep. Let's keep in Romans. I just feel the wind of the Lord on this. I'm going to read Romans chapter 18. I mean, Romans chapter one, starting at verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, okay? Because what may be known of God is manifest in them for God has shown it to them. So people know, like they, like, you know, God, like, look at the heavens. Look, look, I mean, look at the sky, look at the clouds, look at the earth, right? Okay. Um, verse 20, for since creation... For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power in Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So it's saying people are without excuse because from the beginning of creation, his invisible attributes are clearly seen because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. So people professing to be wise, being awakened, being all, doing all these other things. You think you're wise, but you became fools. Okay. And change, verse 23 is key here, and change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man. So you're turning God into an image like like sage has the power to heal you or heal your room, clear out your energy. No, God, the Holy Spirit. OK, crystals like crystals have a power to heal, you know, God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, the healer, Jehovah Rapha has the power to heal you. Anyway, verse 23 and change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four footed animals and creeping things. Verse 24. Therefore, God also gave them up. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Verse 25, who exchange the truth of God for the lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forevermore. Verse 26, for this reason. So as a result of all that, God gave them up to vile passions. So you wonder why there's so much perversion, so why there's so much perversion. We need to be interceding for people who we know are going down the wrong path. So it says, for God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchange the natural use for what it is against nature. Likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. 
Verse 28, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil mindedness. They are whispers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. So let's be clear. That's the word of God. So when people talk, speak about issues, such as the wrongfulness, the wrongfulness of things that are happening in this world. When you hear Christians doing that, like I don't agree. Like God calls us to, to judge righteously, but I can not judge anybody. If anyone knows my story, anyone knows all the things I've been through, all the things I've done. I don't judge anyone from a human perspective, but it's our responsibility as believers of Christ to one, believe the word of God, God gave us a new life in Christ. He gives us new life. So I'm not the Natasha that I used to be. And you're not whoever you used to be after you received the Lord Jesus Christ. But it's our responsibility to preach the word of God. Okay. And so we don't have to have an opinion. I don't have an opinion. I have like, I believe what God says, period. Like God said it's wrong. God said this is right. God said do this. Like I don't have an opinion on a lot of things. Like my opinion is the word of God. So that's what we have to get out of thinking. People are trying to judge us. People are trying to condemn us. The Bible says, which is one of my favorite scriptures in Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but of the spirit. So if you are in Christ Jesus, you are not condemned. What does con condemnation mean? It basically means deserving of death. Okay. That means when you're when you're in Christ, you receive eternal life. So even get this, if you're a believer in Christ and you're in some of those sins, God is giving you an opportunity. He wants you to completely surrender and come in. Let him in. I'd always called myself a Christian. I got saved when I was a kid, maybe 10, baptized that young age, but I still fell into sin, still fell into um fornication, still fell into adultery, still fell into so many different sins. Okay. But it's because I didn't live a surrendered life. God is chasing you. If you have received the Lord, like if you believe the Lord and if you're caught in a, a lifestyle that, that it's a lot of times it's rebellion from someone who came from that lifestyle. Okay. It was rebellion, making me believe that what I was doing was right. Oh, I was born this way. Oh, anyway, I'm not going to go there. Anyway, we cannot begin to make the, 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 the state of the world and the state of what's happening around us like mold into what the word of God says. No, 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 no. We need to mold into the word of God. So we need we can't try to make the word of God become what we the sinful world that we live in no the word of god is a standard so 
So even if we're not at that standard yet, God is so faithful. He literally chases after you. He's not condemning you. He's not saying you're going to hell. That isn't the right approach. God loves you. God, Jesus said, I did not come to condemn the world. I came to save the world. God loves you so much, loves you so much. He's not condemning you. He's not shunning you. I don't care who you slept with last night. I don't care if you murdered somebody last week. I don't care what you did. If you repent and you believe that, then the Lord will definitely be there to cleanse you up. We catch fish and then we clean them. Jesus doesn't clean the fish and then catch them. He catches them and cleans them. So he's going to clean you. All you have to do is surrender. Just say like, Lord, like I know what your word says, but I know how I feel. I know what I'm inclined to do. I know what my flesh wants me to do. And over time, you'll begin to see that as you surrender to God, and it's a step by step, it's like sometimes it's hour by hour. I was going to say day by day, but sometimes it's hour by hour that you're surrendering to God, like literally with every decision. And as you are so conscious of God in your life and the Holy Spirit and everything that he wants to do with you and, and the destiny that he has for you and the places that he wants to take you and even just become aware of some of the things that the sinful lifestyle might be opening up to you. You. Because when we do things like when we participate in sin, we literally leave an open door to the devil, literally leave an open door to the devil to come in and mess with us, to mess with our stuff. And we know the agenda of the devil is told to us in what John 10, 10 to kill, steal and destroy. So he wants to kill you. He wants to kill your dreams. He wants to kill your passion. He wants to steal from you, steal your hope, steal everything that God has given you, every destiny that God has already ordained for your life and destroy you. That is what sin does. It leads to that. So I just want to cover, I just want to pray for that. And then we'll go into intercession. Okay. I'll pray for um, every prayer request that we've received. Okay. Or everyone that I can see. All right. Um, oh, last thing um, that the Lord really wanted me to point out is to remember that prayer is the place that gives us power to move things and to change the course of history. So that's what I wrote down. Prayer is that place. Prayer is that um, that thing. Like many people get offended when people say, oh, I'm praying for you. But if they're really praying for you and they're righteous, it's who God calls righteous. Now, who is the righteous? Righteous are those who have received the Lord Jesus. Romans, in the book of Romans, I want to say it's in chapter one as well. Let's go here. I'm in it already. Um, it says, um, I need to find this. You're declared righteous when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ. I can't find the scripture, but that is what it means to be righteous. Okay. It means to just be in Christ. Um, so anyway, what was I saying? <laughs> I totally forgot. Okay, I forgot that point, but we're just going to pray um, and then we're going to uh, pray for you all. Okay. So, yes, I was saying, remember that prayer is a place that gives us the power to move things and to change the course of history. So, if you know that um, if God is giving you even warning, dreams, visions, we know what the news is prophesying over our nation, right? We know what the news is prophesying that's going to happen with coronavirus, but we can have, we have the authority and the power to cancel that in the name of Jesus. 
prayer is that place where we can shape history. Prayer is that place where we can change things. Like prayer is that place. There's been times where God has showed me an accident before it happened and I prayed against it. And the accident was like, like the person was like, they swerved out of the way or it was very minor. They rolled over something when they could have crashed into something. So just know that prayer is, is that place where that shapes history. And so in um, Luke chapter nine, the Holy Spirit just keeps giving me scripture, guys. So I hope you're writing these scriptures down. I see your prayer um, request, Danny. I'll pray and we're going to pray for you, sis. Okay. Chapter nine, verse one, it says, then he, he is Jesus, called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority. Now, I want you guys to type that in your chat room, power and authority. Jesus gave the, the, the disciples. Now we are his disciples. Disciples just means like a learner or a follower of Christ. So Jesus called his disciples to him and gave them power and authority to do what? It says power and authority over all demons. How many demons? All demons. So when somebody is tripping, they're probably under demonic um, <laughs> demonic spirit, right? God gave us power and authority over all demons. Okay, and it says to cure diseases. So we have the power of Jesus. That's so awesome to me. I love the Lord. Okay, so God is so good. He gave us all this power. So when we pray, prayer is that place where we can confront those demons that we see in people, even that are in ourselves. We're not immune as believers. We literally get attacked more than the world. Okay, let me tell you, because we're target. But the thing about our persecution versus the world, the thing about our attacks versus the world, if we remain faithful, and I was saying this earlier, many people go through trauma, they go through a bad marriage. Um, oh no, I need to plug in my computer. They um, go through trauma, a bad marriage, a betrayal, and they turn away from God because they think that they weren't serving the right God. They lose faith. They lose their faith in God and they think this can't be the right God. I need to be happy. I need to feel better immediately. And the thing about the occult, the thing about many new age practices is it gives the person the power to be their own God and it gives them the power to be healed quote, quote, not really, healed immediately. It gives them that power to feel better immediately. And that's what people go seeking after they experience that trauma. But the thing about our persecution when we're attacked versus when the world is attacked, we have the promise of Christ. So we go through persecution and we do what the Bible says. We go from glory to glory. We get more glory. We get more power. We get more authority. Now I have the power to speak to a domestic violence demon, a violent demon, a murderous demon, because I survived it. So we go through glory. I mean, we go through persecution. We go through hard times and we get more power. We don't quit. Now, if you quit, you'll never get the glory. And I got to bring one of um, a, an amazing, mighty woman of God, Reverend Charmaine Lashley. She has a series called persecution is a part of the package. And she minutes, she preaches this thing down and I need to get her on here so she can minister to us. But we go from glory to glory <laughs> when we survive persecution, when we don't quit, when we don't fail. The Bible says, don't shrink back. I take no pleasure in those who shrink back. 
Okay, the righteous shall live by faith. So when we keep our faith, when we keep believing in God, keep trusting in God, keep following God, keep serving God through the hard times, when people call you a hypocrite, when people say you're a fake Christian, when people say that you, you're stupid for serving God, look at all the bad things that's happened in your life. Why would you serve a God like that? When people do you as they did with Job and you maintain your posture, your faith posture, you're going to go to another level of glory. You're going to get more power, the power over demons. So God has given us these powers over demons, but we don't have the power over the demons if we are manifest, letting the demons manifest in us. We can't have that power if we're fraternizing with the demons, if we're sleeping with the demon, if we're smoking with the demon, if we're drinking with the demon, if we're gossiping with the demon. We don't have the power over that demon. God is calling his people, his church to righteousness, holiness, and to endure persecution, fight the good fight of faith. And no, just no, 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 that you're going to get glory after this. You're going to get the glory after this. God is going to endow you with so much glory. If anybody has known me for even one year, you can, you know, you can look at my life and see what what is God doing? I'm not, I'm a very humble person. So I don't brag about anything on social media. I try not to, but those who really know me, like if you've known me for five years, if you were here when I released that book in 2015 called 10 Blessings of Betrayal after I was wrongfully accused of trying to kill my abuser. If you've been following me since then, you can see that God is true. God, the Bible tells us God is no respecter of persons. If he did something for one, he would do it for another. And once I learned that, I learned that I was like, you know what? Okay, God, I'm going to put you, I'm going to take you up on your word. I'm going to believe your word. I'm going to live by your word, God. I'm going to completely surrender to you, God. But I, you know what, God, my life need to change. My whole life needs to change. My bank account needs to change. My family, and I'm still working on, on the family thing. My family needs to change. I need to change. I, my responses need to change because my responses sometimes are totally not godly. I can admit that. God is still working on your girl. But God is no respecter of persons, guys. And he is calling us to raise, arise, and shine. Be the light and the salt of the world, the earth. Okay, we've been on here for so long, unintentional. I'm going to pray now. Hallelujah. So God, I just thank you for this word. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for how you've spoken to us this morning. I thank you, God, for encouraging us, for strengthening us, God. I thank you, God, for uh, letting us know, for uh, get, bringing your word, Lord, to us this morning, God. I just thank you, God. You're so good. God, we want to just cover everyone on this broadcast. We're going to pray for all the prayer requests, but um, before we do, Lord, I just ask that you would surround them with your, your angels. God, I plead the blood of Jesus over us all, and I just decree and declare that no backlash, no ambushment, no retaliation from the enemy can confront us right now in Jesus' name as a result of us uh, praying together this morning, as a result of us being together. We are covered by the blood of Jesus. And Lord, I ask that you would dispatch your angels to surround us all wherever we go until we meet again, oh God. And I just thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I want to pray for us all. And I want to go through the prayer requests, okay? 
Hallelujah. 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 Just pray your heavenly language if you have one. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, we thank you, Lord, because you are a healer, God. Your word, your word tells us, Lord, you are Jehovah Rapha, Lord. That means the, the Lord who heals us, oh God. And so, Lord, we just bring everyone, God, right now to healing, oh God. Everyone who needs healing, God, we bring them to your attention, oh God. Father, we uh, lift up our sister, Danny, oh God. We pray, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, that you would uh, heal her quickly, oh God. Heal her quickly, oh God. We pray, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you would be with Danny, oh God. We pray, Father, for those who need to be healed. Hallelujah. 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 We pray for our sister Lonnie, oh God, who is in need of healing, oh God. She is in the hospital right now, oh God. And we know that it's not your will for us to be sick and shut in, God. So we bind that sickness, oh God. And everyone, God, we bind the sickness, oh God. And we ask God that you would cover her, Lord, that you would uh, uh, come through her, Lord, work, operate through her, allow your healing, God, to manifest in her body, oh God, allow your healing to manifest in Danny's body, God, your word says in Isaiah 53, that by your stripes, Jesus, we are healed, God, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We pray, Lord, we're going to lift up a sister, Charlene, God, who is in the hospital with breathing and heart problems, oh God. We pray, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you would touch her body, God, touch her lungs. I just want everyone to put their hand like on their, their um, throat and and even their, their chest area. And we're, let's just pray for our sister, God, and just even everyone who might be having um, trouble breathing and, and whether it's COVID related or not, let's just prophetically just put our hands like on our upper respiratory area. And so Father, in Jesus name, God, you see us, Lord, you, you see what we're doing right now. We're just believing in faith, oh God, for healing for Charlene, oh God. We're believing in faith, oh God, for healing, Lord, for everyone who is suffering, God, through COVID, God, we just bind COVID in Jesus' name, oh God. And we put our complete trust in you, Father, for Charlene's healing and for everyone else, God, who is desiring and needing, just needing healing, oh God. Put your hand wherever it is on your own body that needs to be healed. Put your hand wherever it is on your own body that needs to be healed. And let's just declare the word, God. Your word says that by your stripes we are healed. God, your word says that we can send the word, Lord, and, and, and we will be healed. God, your word shows us that, that Jesus, that people just got a simple glimpse and touch of him, oh God, and they were healed. So, Father, no matter what it is, oh God, we've clearly been touched by you today, God. We've clearly been affected by you today. We've clearly, God, had an encounter with you this morning, oh God. And so, Father, we just declare that we're healed. We receive our healing. Just grab it. We receive our healing, oh God. We receive, God, healing for the backs, healing for the lungs, healing for the congestive issues, healing for the knees, healing for the arthritis diagnoses. We reverse the diagnosis in Jesus' name. God, we receive healing for our minds. Those of us who have tormented, confused mind, we speak the word of God. They have the mind of Christ in Jesus' name. They are not confused. They are not uh, disoriented. 
They are not double-minded. We bind double-mindedness in the name of Jesus, God. And we thank you, Father, that you said we have the mind of Christ, oh God, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, oh God. So we are not weak. We are not uh, um nimble, whatever that word is. We are not timid, God. We don't have the, the the spirit of timidity, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Oh God, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for our healing. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Some might be, why do we, why am I speaking like that? This is my heavenly language. So if you have a heavenly language, pray your heavenly language. The Bible talks about um, that, that God will give us a heavenly language in Acts chapter two, when, um, Christ, when the spirit, when the gift of God, which is the Holy Spirit came um, to the church, when he gave that to us, to the body of Christ, that they received the gift of speaking in diverse tongues. And so it also tells us in Romans chapter eight, that when we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit will pray for us with um, grumblings that we can't understand. So when Wow, that was such fire. So I hope that you can see exactly why the Lord wanted to meet with us at 7 a.m. He wanted to move. And there were so many people who joined us live last Thursday. And so it was just such a blessing to meet with our community um, live and in the morning. So I just pray that you were also blessed by that hour of intercession. Listen, if you have a prayer request or a testimony of how this ministry has blessed you, visit wehodwell.org. We want to definitely know what's happening with you and we want to be able to stand in faith with you as you contend for God's promises for your life. Next week and um, every Thursday, we're going to be meeting at 7 a.m. Tune in via the We Who Dwell Faith community on Facebook or We Who Dwell on Instagram or Communicator for Christ on Facebook. That's my page. And so until next time, guys, I love you with the love of the Lord. Cannot wait to meet with you again for the Victory Prayer Circle.